Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast, where we dive deep into God's Word and discover together how to practically live as disciples of Jesus through the application of gospel truth. Hey, it's Deeper Dive time. Guess who's back? We got the Jason back. Somewhat back. Jason, good to see you, man. Yeah, You've had a rough couple of weeks. We've been battling sickness. I think mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago I was on and said, hey, we're battling sickness while the battle continues on. So yeah, we're struggling with all kinds of sickness, just like I'm sure a lot of people are during this season in our region of the world. So it can continues to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Suck with Omar Ramirez the other day, leads the uh, Hispanic church meets out yeah. your way, Adam. And uh, a couple weeks ago, every single one of their leaders was out. Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of new people show up and like, He's like, hmm. uh, we actually usually receive people pretty well, but just COVID got him. I hope people understand. Like, I, mean, I, I would. I, I, you know, you kind of understand that. Uh, hey, this is just the the life and world that we're living in right now. It can, you know, kind of bites one, it bites everybody. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason's back, and we're actually starting a new series. All right, guys. What, Adam? What is this new series called? What is it? Imago Day. Imago Day. Okay, what exactly is Imago Day? I mean, it sounds cool. The image of God in Latin. That's literally what it means. Yeah, mm-hmm. Latin for the image of God. So, what? Like, could could when you guys just give us just a like a bit of a, a definition of what it, the Imago Day is? Yeah, it's. I mean, it is a it's a key biblical doctrine. That's one of the reasons that we're studying it. Um, to be honest, I've never done a series on it. I know that it's come up in different messages and it comes up at different times. But um, as we've been studying it, um, I have discovered the richness mm-hmm. of this biblical doctrine. And really, it's a biblical doctrine regarding the nature and purpose of mankind. And so what's really great is it helps us to wrestle with um, the questions that a lot of people wrestle with uh, even those of us sitting around this table, it's who am I? Why am I here? You know, what is the purpose of life? And how do I find meaning in this world? Um, what does it mean that people have dignity, value, worth in this world? So, I mean, that, those are, I mean, we could take and do a series on any one of those questions, but the Imago Dei addresses all of them. Mm. So getting right, like right down to the nature of man. Just the, exactly. Is, is, our, is our makeup, it's who we are. Yeah. Whether Hatred Christian or not. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it comes the the first time we well is it is it the only time we see this in scripture I don't know the, the first time it comes up in scripture is Genesis one uh, in the creation account we see that God you're familiar with the creation account God is making different things on different days and when it gets to uh, day six right, uh, God brings forth uh, all the all these living creatures and it says uh, uh, let the earth be filled with living creatures according to their kinds and then kind of goes through there and then verse twenty six comes and says then God said let us make man in our image after our likeness mm-hmm. that's where we get this idea that we are made in God's image, distinct from the rest of creation that happened on the previous five days. We see that on the sixth day that God creates these, uh, these, these living creatures, but then we're even distinct from these living creatures because he makes, makes these living creatures according to their kind, and then he makes man according to his image. Mm-hmm. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this sounds exciting. This sounds really cool and timely. So how long... How long are you guys going to stay on the subject of the Imago Dei, the image of God? Well, the current plan is seven weeks. So we were able to lay out 
um, the first couple of weeks. So people would have, will have listened to uh, week one as we kind of have a kickoff and an overview of what the Imago Day is. Um, we're going to take three weeks to really unpack um, <clears throat> the kind of the, 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 the basic uh, understanding of Imago Day. So first three weeks are a lot of Genesis 1, 2, and 3 which if you want to understand the nature and purpose of man, we've got to have a really firm understanding of what that is. Um, and so the next couple of weeks after that, so we've got about four weeks planned currently that we're going to unpack um, really s- some, some issues that come up, um, hopefully some timely wisdom when it comes to the implications of if we are um, really image bearers of God, if people do get their dignity, value, and worth from being image bearers of God, um, what are the implications um, on us as fellow image bearers as we seek to, um, yeah, t- to, to serve people and introduce people to the ultimate image bearer who is Christ himself? Hmm. Okay, is there, that's really good. You're kind of getting into a little bit of the why, why, why did you guys pick this series? Are, are there any other reasons why you guys picked this series? Are you going to give it such significant time? I mean, really spending some, you know, quite a bit of time in the scripture on this thing. So why, why this series at this time? Yeah, uh, I mean, so many reasons uh, to pick a series like this. Um, what we were actually before we started recording, we were talking about our good old days in youth ministry, and I don't know about you guys and your days in youth ministry, but pretty regularly, probably at least once a year, we would do a series on identity hmm. because middle school and high school students, what are they wrestling with? They're really wrestling with the formation of, of who they are. They're, they're asking and they're seeking answers to those questions about who am I? Um, what, is it, what does it mean to be you know, a human being living on planet earth? And what is my purpose? And where does my value come from? Um, the interesting thing is, is it's not just teenagers that are asking those questions. Um, we, we are all asking those questions and we're answering it in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. So I, Dave, I think it's timely because every single person that's listening, listening to this, they are, <clears throat> they're wrestling with their identity. Their identity is being expressed in someone or something. And for us to, even as followers of Jesus, to recenter our identity uh, as image bearers of God, uh, centered on the person and work of Christ, uh, it's always timely, right? Yeah, I would say, <clears throat> you look in our world, I think there's an attack on identity. Um, uh, young people, maybe especially, mm-hmm. um, because they're growing, changing, learning, their minds are developing in such uh, uh, formative years. But I think that there's an attack on identity in our culture and world, um, and I th- and I've been thinking about this. Man, if you want to change someone's allegiance, I think th- one of the best ways to do it would be to um, s- skew their sense of identity. I haven't fully un- unpacked that in my mind, but I think that that with identity comes so many different things of um, what you, you yeah who you are aligned with, um, uh, <clears throat> where you give your allegiance to, where you surrender. Um, so. If we think about that, there's this, I, I think, a real attack on identity of who do you say you are? Um, why are you living? Uh, what is what is right and wrong um, for you? Uh, what is, quote, your truth? Right? All these things are, are, are answered in 
this study of the image of God. Um, so I think it's especially timely right now uh, uh, for for our culture. Um, I, I think that identity is one of the slew of things that that this Imago Day touches. The well, study we, of the Imago Day. If we can get a hold of this, the truth of who we are, made in God's image, and what that. What, it, what that actually means, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's a game changer, right? Totally. Because so much of our identity really comes from our perception of what we think, we think other people think of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's a quote for you. Let me, I did not make this quote. Let me see if I can not butcher it too bad. It goes like this. It goes, I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? And you go back to young people who are just, you know, with the social media, it, <clears throat> just ramping this thing up so much. They think other people's lives are so good and theirs are so bad. And they think people look down on them and stuff like that, which most people probably aren't even thinking of them at all. Mm-hmm. Right? But they have this perception, you know, that that's what people think. And it, it I mean, the, the, it has this immense uh, impact on our self-esteem and like our identity and how we how we see ourselves. So, mm-hmm. well, good for you guys. So, what maybe kind of go to the end game uh, at the end of the seven eight weeks, whatever it happens to be. Um, what do you hope that this series will accomplish in our people? Well, hopefully, the things we just talked about that whoever's tuning in, whether it's in person or online during the series, and hopefully diving into the scripture on their own too in response to it will understand and embrace who they are in God's image and even be challenged to um, maybe replace whatever images we've been running to that are false and to claim for ourselves the true image and really start to grow into that. And I, and I hope too that, because I don't think you can separate these things, that the more we come to understand ourselves through God's eyes, like we have to start looking at other people through God's eyes. And so I think that's part of the, what we're trying to do as well is, okay, if God created all humankind in his image, that means that, that that changes the way I view you guys, I view, view the people in my church community, but even my unbelieving neighbors, you know, the way that I, my love for them, my passion to have a relationship with them, my ability in conversations with people who disagree with me on all kinds of worldview issues to say that there is some, there is some common ground that needs to force me as a Christian, but also as an image bearer to respect you, um, and then just even maybe one step farther, like as we're engaging with people in, in our communities and in our world about important topics. The Imago Day helps us engage these things in a Christian kind of way, mm-hmm. but I think it also gives us an apologetic of, you know, you, maybe, maybe you've had an opportunity sometime where you talk to an unbeliever where like their moral view on something is actually really sharp and maybe better than yours. And you're like, man, that's super challenging mm-hmm. to be able to say and be able to challenge in a loving way. Like why, on what basis do you hold that? Like, on what basis do you hold like that we should respect all human life, and be able to say like the image of God really is the foundation, and that's because we live in a world where there is a, like a living God who made us, gives us tools to be able to point people back to to God for a foundation for their beliefs and actions. So hopefully it affects us and how we view ourselves, but also how we interact with the world around us. And I think we need that right now, <laughs> yeah. Adam. But you're, you're- you kind of you're saying something that makes me think the Imago Day is kind of like the the, uh, uh, the 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 foundational argument for um, a lot of justice or a lot of moral viewpoints. Um, is that kind of what you're saying that that the Imago Day a lot of that builds off of that? Well, I mean, I mean, 
You said it, not me, but I'm just kidding. I, I think, I mean, in those conversations, if the Imago Day isn't being brought up, then it's it's a hollow conversation, right? Whenever there's there's issues of whether it's justice for the unborn or justice for people who are living, um, sometimes Christians aren't willing to talk about that, and sometimes unbelievers really want to talk about that. And I think what separates them both sometimes is both are missing the Imago Day, like mm. hardcore, like let's talk about justice all the time but don't have the category of the image of God are probably going to be sent down different paths that aren't really necessarily like ideal, possible, or biblical. I don't know. And Christians, like we, if we want to have those conversations, we need to have the foundation of the Imago Dei to be able to have those in a biblical Christian kind of way. So you've kind of touched on, I guess we can call them hot topics. You know, it's like how we view maybe LGBTQ people, how we deal with people who are on a different side of the political aisle than where we're at. So, and the Imago Dei, that is understanding that we and others have been made in the image of God, right? No, regardless of what their religious beliefs are. So, are you guys actually going to address some of these hot topics on Sunday mornings at Bethel during this, during this series? Well, um, I guess it depends on the hot topic. I would say, does, does a study and a conversation around the Imago Dei have cultural Kind of implications for us, I, I think absolutely. Mm-hmm. As we get further into this, um, what I would say, Dave, is what we want to do is we want to make sure that we are we're teaching the absolute truths of Scripture. Um, w- this is not going to be a series where we're preaching our own personal preferences um, or even our own personal convictions that we've come to. But what we're trying to do is lay a foundation uh, that is based upon the absolute truths of of Scripture and. Are, can those be applied culturally? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- just like really, <clears throat> hopefully every text and every series that we're going through, you're able to connect the dots between what happens on a Sunday morning and my life and at home, at work, you know, in my neighborhood, in my world. Um, I do think that this series is unique in the sense that we are going to be having conversations um, around some of uh, kind of the headlines uh, that that are taking place um, because we do live in a cultural culture that um, uh, pokes at these things. Um, I think the lines are blurred when it comes to identity, when it comes to gender, when it comes to manhood, womanhood, um, what it means to seek justice, all those different things. The world's talking about those mm-hmm. things, um, and I think the church should be too. From a biblical perspective, I was going to say I think the church is, um, and when I say church, I'm not talking just Bethel, but I feel like the world's talking about them, and Christians are having lots of conversations about it, and it, it seems like what hopefully what we can accomplish is for our people who are watching the news and reading books and having conversations with other Christians and unbelievers to be able to have those in a in a biblical way. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's make sure we're coming at this through the lens of Scripture, the Imago Dei. So that our conversations with each other are actually honoring to God and and reflect God's heart and not our own personal preferences and opinions. Yeah. So you guys believe biblically, right, that if we can really understand the fact that people are made in God's image and likeness, that that is so powerful and so foundational, it can actually speak into a lot of these issues that, that are, Jason, like you said, at the headline issues today. I 100%, yeah. I, I think that, <clears throat> I think Tim Keller said... Um, that uh, justice is, 
I don't know the exact quote, but I think what he what he said was that justice is one of the the best evangelistic tools to reach people because our world is um, so enthralled with justice, but they have a improper foundation on their justice. That you the God of the Old Testament is a God of justice, right? Uh, he he consistently tells his people to care for the marginalized and uh, and, and care for um, your neighbor. <laughs> uh, so God is a God of justice. We have a world, especially Western American culture, that is a culture of justice, but has. I think a a largely unfounded base. Their their foundation isn't built on it's it. It's kind of it's kind of rocky, kind of shaky. I think the Imago Day brings a proper alignment to that foundation or a proper building of that foundation. As I say, this is what true justice looks like in our world. So to answer your question, Dave, yes, I think it does speak to that, and I think our world is hungry for it. I think there are people that are hungry for it, especially mm-hmm. the younger generations, which see these justice issues right in their face, but they don't have the proper paradigm to to right. diagnose it. Right. Yeah, I think it was a Lewis quote, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but he talked about how people's heart beat for things that God has like ingrained within us. He's built us for, and it's like justice, for example. The world's heart beats by and large, for justice, and yet the organ <laughs> has been removed. You know, there's this vacuum that's there. And you ask young people, for example, man, um, do all people matter? And they're like, absolutely, all people matter. Um, should you fight for justice? Absolutely, you should fight for justice. Okay, why? Why? Because, um, you know, this, this um, secular culture that we live in, it tells us that we are the result of an evolutionary process, that we are this highly intelligent gob of goo. And you say, okay, so why should justice for other gobs of goo matter? And they really struggle, yeah. right? Um, it's, there, there is something that our culture is not giving us. It's giving us, I don't know how we would say this. I mean, it's giving us the, the right things perhaps to look at, um, but if it's not coming from that foundation, if you don't have that organ that actually beats for it, mm-hmm. you're actually never going to get, you're never going to arrive at what you're ultimately longing for. Do you think part of what we're getting at here, it's it's the why, the why. Like, why should I care about for other people? Why should there even be justice in this world, right? Mm-hmm. We, I think we all have, a, even kids have a bit of a, they have an idea, notion of what justice is, right? Because that's mm-hmm. one of the things you hear little kids saying all the time. It's not fair, right? Mm-hmm. But- I think through this series, we, we come up with a profound and true answer as yeah. to why we actually should love people, people who are not like us, people who are not kin to us, people mm-hmm. who are not in our family, because that's, that's kind of the way of the world, right? Dude, if it's my family, man, if it's my peeps, then it's like, yeah, they're in, and even though I don't like them all the time, I'm, they're the ones I care about. Well, the image of God, now to understand that people are made in the image of God, it, it extends us almost like that family structure on out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you guys, I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I think this is going to be a great series for us. Um, hey, I'd ask if you, if you heard this today, uh, pray. Pray for the guys. Uh, we start this, we start it like we have started. We have started. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. We've got this thing going, come to think of it. All right. Uh, any final words? Um, 
Jason, give you the final word here, a final word just on being back, because um, you were, you're out several weeks. I know you're, you're just pretty, man, pretty, uh, pretty sick, and you get a large family and stuff, so. Okay, final word, this just came to me. So we're talking about youth ministry. So in my youth ministry heyday, um, Switchfoot was one of those bands oh, yeah. that was, oh, yeah. it's not just safe, they're just good. And uh, we used to listen to them. And um, I was actually thinking of a Switchfoot song as I was preparing this last week to kick off our Imago Day series. Um, I don't know what the title of the song is, but it says in their song, we were meant to live for so much more. Yeah. Um, you guys, you guys oh, know yeah. that song? I saw that in concert, man, when I was in middle school. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So, But I always love that line. We, we were meant to live for so much more. Have we lost ourselves? And I feel like we live in a world that realizes that they have this intrinsic beauty and value and worth, and yet there's this conundrum because they're so broken and their world is so broken, and they're really asking the question, is it true, like this thing, thing that I sense that we were made to live for so much more, can it be possible? And I think we're going to see through the Imago Dei series that it actually is.